guys, welcome back to the Fantasy Waiver Wire. Today we've got Patrick Hellman, um, the guys with Possession <laughs> Arrow podcast, very successful fantasy basketball podcast. He's doing real-time fantasy. He's doing whatever, you know, the old stuff. You'll see MJ uh, doing his thing. Sometimes you'll see really silly things like MJ dunking on LeBron. That's never happened, but he'll find it and he'll post it. Um, Pat, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Robbie. Uh, hello to all the viewers out there. Uh, if hell you guys yeah. are, if you guys are interested in basketball, give us a follow on Instagram at Possession Arrow. Uh, if you like Twitter, we're also on there too. It's a oh. little different. Uh, it's our uh, handle is P Arrow two four seven because we got the news for you all day every day. Excellent. And what does the P stand for? A possession. That was a joke. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's just jump right into it, man. What? surprised you the most most this weekend i mean there's a whole whack load of games tonight we're airing this we're gonna be airing this tuesday or wednesday so we're gonna be missing out on this monday game but what has surprised you the most through the first five games cool yeah i one of my biggest surprises was how well the raiders did against the Bengals. okay um i you know i was kind of expecting the Bengals to run away with it with joe burrow just kind of looking extra spicy these last few weeks mm. uh going into these playoffs it was i was expecting big things from him and with the raiders just being so distraught i would say over this season with the losing of a head coach a couple players um who would have thought that they would have done so well and if it wasn't for that one call where the ref was blowing the whistle as joe burrow was throwing it i mean it could have been could have been a tie game I think you're underselling what the Raiders have gone through. Let's like John Gruden basically got canned. What was it? Third year into his 10 year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Ruggs. Uh, that was a thing. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it without being demonetized, but Henry Ruggs <laughs> was, a, was around and now he isn't, um, yeah. you know, Damon Arnett got cut for flashing a gun around. So that was him and Ruggs both. They had two first round picks in 2020, both gone. Yep. And then the week leading up to the game, Nate Hobbs got a DUI and was arrested. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Yo, like, so for them to be practicing in 70 degree weather all week and then having to march into Paul Brown Stadium where it was like 30 degrees and snowing, we could just wrap it all up and just call it adversity. And I think that might be the most polite word for it. The Raiders went through absolute hell this year, Um, but it it must have been nice for them, at least in a way, because they were playing in front of fans, because whether you're a Raiders fan or you're just in Vegas for the weekend, you're probably going to the NFL game. And in Oakland, they weren't touching crowds like that. So Absolutely. that that would have been their their bright, shiny moment. And I guess, obviously, a playoff appearance helps too. But I didn't think they were going to be anywhere close to the Bengals. And they kept, it, they kept it within distance basically the entire game. They couldn't stop Joe Burrow the first couple, first couple drives. Um, unfortunately for the Bengals, it was field goal after field goal. But they, they, they kept it within earshot basically the entire game. I agree. That was a good call. Um, that play where Joe Burrow's running to the sideline throws a touchdown to Tyler Boyd, who's wide open. And we're thinking like, yo, why, why is Tyler Boyd this open? This is insane. We hear a whistle. So obviously we're assuming that the whistle, which it turned out it, it was a whistle from one of the officials. We thought maybe Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. Like that was my original inkling. Like that's, that's what I thought was he stepped out of bounds, whistle plays dead. Defenders hear a whistle. Tyler Boyd still catches the ball because he's got a ball coming at him at, you know, a bajillion miles an hour. So what are you going to do? He catches the ball 
and you know they they go back to it and the play stands and i read that jerome boger is not getting another game for the entire playoffs i'm fair that was like, that was a really bad whistle it, it was terrible and in the moment it definitely gave the Bengals a ton of momentum which eventually they gave up they gave right back to the Raiders because the Raiders clawed back but I mean Jerome Boger he's been absolute bogus for a long time and it's finally finally catching up to him and a lot of guys were saying how they really didn't like that Dallas San Francisco ending which you know as we all know there was we can just chop it up to terrible, terrible time management. Oh, terrible. Absolutely. Like that last drive where I think Dallas got the ball back. They were down, what, 6, 23, 17? Yeah, 6. They're down 6 points. They get the ball back at the 25-yard line. First of all, you shouldn't have kicked the ball for a touchback. You kicked mm-hmm. the ball to bounce on the 20. So if if the guy's gonna, if the receiver or the returner is going to catch the ball, he's going to get crunched right away and not go anywhere. He might fumble. He might elect to not catch it. And then it's going to go to the five yard line. Like, what are you doing? Kicking it out of the end zone. Dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. Next. Of course, they're going to be playing cover three, cover four. Like they are, their goal is to make sure that you're not going to get into the end zone. Cause that's the only way they're going to lose. They can give up a field goal. They're not going to kick a field goal, but like, you know, they can give you this yardage. Dak is chipping away. Kellen Moore is looking like, you know, boy wonder he's, he's got his name in a whole bunch of head coaching rings right now. I'm not certain that he's ready. Um, and there was rumors that if the Cowboys were to lose, which they did, they would fire Mike McCarthy, which I don't necessarily agree with to give the job to Kellen Moore, just because they don't want to lose him as the OC. But it's like, I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach. So why are we firing a coach who doesn't totally suck? Um, but most importantly, Kellen Moore is looking like a superstar. He's running yeah. all the, he's calling all the right plays. Dak is executing. They're getting 15, 20 yards at a, t- at a time and getting out of bounds. It looks awesome. They don't have any timeouts with 14 seconds left. You run a quarterback draw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I get it where they're coming from because the sides are all taken. They're giving you the middle of the field. So take the middle of the field. However, the fact that the Cowboys and Cowboys fans now have this excuse of, oh, the ref should have been right there to touch the ball. We could have spiked it. Two seconds left. We have a shot. And the fact that their fan base always has this excuse for why they're not making they're the it. They're the Yeah. And, you know, this, this year was probably the loudest they've been of like, it's our year, we're going to win the ship, or at least we're going to get there. Like Dak is looking amazing, but Mm -hmm. it kind of like you, when you were saying about the Mike McCarthy thing about how he did a good job. I mean, the team looks sloppy yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yesterday flags on flags. Was it like 14 penalties or something? Like it was way too many. Unreal. And they were all like, when you looked at the replays, they were all obvious flags. They, they were fair calls. They were. However, I like where you're going with this, but like, yes, people are like, oh, where was the ref? Sorry that the 50-year-old, 60-year-old referee isn't as fast as, I don't know, 26-year-old Dak Prescott. Yeah, as he sh- and he shouldn't be. Like, yeah, he wouldn't be as fast as Dak Prescott even last year on one ankle, where like the other one was <laughs> like, you know, he's over here, proper footing, and the left ankle is like over here in Saturn. Like, you yeah. know, like these guys, the referees, I think for a lot of the a lot of the time the officials are really good. The officiating would be extremely tough, especially like bang bang plays. 
but they're not athletes, you know, like that's right. They're not at hockey league, you know, the guy's not bench pressing 480. <laughs> not much of not many of us can be Ed. Yeah, just me and Ed, really. <laughs> anyway, but like, so that was their argument. Where where was the ref? But if the referee has to has to spot the ball, why on God's green earth? is a, a player as a Dallas Cowboy not running the ball over to the ref. Yeah. Why did Dak give it to the center? Like we mm-hmm. know that we can't snap the ball until the ref touches it. So why did you give it to the center? Why didn't you find the official? He'll put it down, snap mm-hmm. the ball, spike it. You get one more play. That was something that Larry Fitzgerald did a couple of years ago. And everyone's like, wow, what a professional. He knows exactly what he's doing. I remember the Cardinals were, we're looking for some clock and he grabbed the ball from the sideline and ripped it over right. to the official. He, he it was like, he was doing a 40. He just yeah. went. Yeah. For it. It's like, he was at the combine, man. The kid was 21 yeah. years old and he was closer to 40 than he was running <laughs> a 40, you know, like, and that's just something that like Dax got to know. So people were complaining about the officiating. Um, I think all the calls were made properly. And that's one of the rules. It's, it's like an inbound pass in basketball. Like you would know all about that. Like you can't just grab the ball and go like, you know, the ref, spots yep. the ball and then and now you get the green light right so um cowboys fans are annoying it's Very. it's a scientific fact you know yep. um basically charles darwin was like uh animals came from the sea and then they got legs and now they blah 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 dinosaurs ate things and uh they roamed the world and um cowboys fans are annoying so it's <laughs> it's the big three you know the holy trinity so yeah, that's true. And they were throwing all that debris at the refs after and Dak was like, good, they should have done that. Did you hear? Yeah. So originally the Cowboys, Cowboys players, I mean, they thought they were getting thrown at, which like mm-hmm. I'd be kind of choked too. But then when yeah. Dak found out it was against the official, he's like, oh, okay, bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, he's like, yeah, they should have, they should have thrown even more. You're like, oh, dude, whoa, like, easy. Don't say that's and then assault. He, he was saying that, um, they knew they did bad, and so they ran off the off the off the field mm-hmm. right away because they knew they did something wrong. It's like no game's over. Refs always leave, whether it's basketball, they leave the court right away. They're not they shaking hands. Right. If they shake Tom Brady's hand after a win, it's like oh yeah, oh they slipped you a twenty. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They it. leave. It was. Did you watch the what was it? The Fox version or the Nickelodeon version? I started off with Nick because yeah. Nick. Have, yeah, for sure. You have to. You got to check out the slime and everything. Yeah, and then yeah. after I went to the regular broadcast. I wish I did it your way. I was watching Fox or CBS, whoever it was originally. And for the last five minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nickelodeon wildcard game. Let me let me throw this on. I wish I did it the other way because it was tough to take the last five minutes, which was like very intense. Seriously. You know, where there's yeah. like Ninja Turtles coming up from, from the field. <laughs> Michelangelo's biting in the pizza, going back to the sewer. Uh, you know, I've got SpongeBob in the nets and stuff. It was tough to take the last five minutes, which was super serious. Seriously. Um, I also didn't know who Noah Eagle was or whatever the guy's name was. I was like, oh, is he a cartoon character? No, he was the guy in the booth with Nate Burleson. Didn't know that. Cool name. Very um, cool. Super, like, I was very impressed with the Nickelodeon team that they had going. Uh, we know Nate Burleson can do whatever he wants. The guy's Superman. But I was very impressed with, like, that 16-year-old girl who was in the booth. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, like, I thought she was an adult. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, until she started talking, like, all right, bet. Yeah. Oh, let me put my slam hat on. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, Yeah. That's Cap. She ain't 30. <laughs> she kept saying Cap. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, um, Nate Burleson was like, yeah, like, you know, like, 
it's really important, but some people get nervous. And she's like, like when you're taking a test, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like my English 12. Oh, (laughs) English 12. She is 12. (laughs) Oh yeah. fair. (laughs) So it was, I, I was impressed with the team that Nickelodeon put together, but I'm assuming it's the kids who are voting. I, I, I also can't assume that when you're voting for the MVP, the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. valuable player, is that what it, I'm assuming? I think it's the Nickelodeon it? valuable player. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming that there's no like age requirement. It can't be like, are you between the ages of eight and 14 to vote? But Dak Prescott winning. Does that mean that like they were pumping him up because he's a much more exciting of a player than Jimmy Garoppolo and obviously MVP or MVP is a quarterback's award to lose apparently. But yeah. you know, is it Cowboys fans or was it just because like Nickelodeon was pumping them up two years in a row? It goes to the losing quarterback. (laughs) And and I think that's what makes it even more of like a joke because Mm -hmm. you got Mitchell Trubisky who won it. And then you got Dak. So it's like, are they really the Nickelodeon valuable player or Mm -hmm. are are people just throwing out votes to be like, you know what, let's just make this the most jokiest of awards to win with 81 percent though wasn't even close it wasn't even close which like, it really should if we if it was a serious award debo should have had it yeah he's pretty right. safe to say yeah I, yeah like it just and then you got to watch these like adults have get interviewed by 10 year olds like again Children. very mature impressive 10 year olds but like hi yeah it's like it's like um show and tell when someone's like i brought this mic because i want to be a broadcaster like my daddy so how is the game out there Debo's like good <laughs> i mean young bryce or whatever his little bryce was, I, I don't remember his name he, i think it was, was young my, bryce it was young he's bryce. my favorite he was, he was by cool. far my favorite he was but cool. I, I hope was just, i hope they keep the nickelodeon broadcast going i think it's the smartest thing in the world i think um and we can parlay it over to a basketball thing that i saw today which blew my mind, but I think it's the smartest thing in the world because like, Oh, there's dad over there watching football every weekend, you know, every Sunday dad's on the couch watching football, but now it's like, Hey, little Timmy, you want to come watch the game? Oh, there's a SpongeBob, you know, like, (laughs) so now little Timmy's all fired up. He's like, there's the Ninja Turtles. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey Arnold. That is so, so smart. Yeah. I have a feeling that Nickelodeon's going to try. I don't know how many years they're on for this for, but they're going to try and get more of this. Or the NFL should be promoting it to Nickelodeon because right now kids aren't allowed to play football because of concussions and CTE. And like my, my kid's probably not playing football. Like, you know, yeah. Um, for those reasons, just, I don't know. I don't want to be, I'm not saying anything I shouldn't be saying, but my yeah. kid's probably not playing football, <laughs> but all these kids who aren't allowed to play football don't know about football or don't understand the rules of football, but there you've got SpongeBob and Nate bros and breaking it down for kids. Like he did an awesome job really trying to involve the kids in basically everything he was talking about. It was really neat on how he was able to do that. I think the Nickelodeon games are the smartest things in the world, but we need more slime, way more slime. We need the Punisher from (laughs) I found this under the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) But if they could bring more real slime and less virtual slime, we got we got ourselves yeah, CGI a, we got ourselves slime. a show. Yeah, no CGI slime is kind of like eh, whatever. I, I only watched the last five minutes, but in that five minutes, Burleson was throwing out some real throwbacks. Like he's talking about, like 
I remember I'd come home Friday after school every every week and I'd watch the new episode of Doug. I'm like, boy, me too. I like to patty that mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh. It's the first name I remember from Doug. Patty mayonnaise and Skeeter. Skeeter, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. uh, And what was the bad guy's name? Ronald or something? Doug Funny and... What was oh, the... you're you're remembering a whole oh, lot of I this. told you every Friday. You pulling up his <laughs> With name? me and my boy Rod, Nate. No, it was Roger Klutz. You don't need the internet. Oh, okay. I was about to search it. You are right. <laughs> don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> um, speaking of Klutz or just dum dums, Antonio Brown. Ooh, yeah. What a dum dum. And continues to be a dum dum. Have you seen uh, the latest? Him with him and Kanye? Putting on bangers, man. Just are they in the studio? Oh, they're yeah. No, AB AB has a track uh, that he released. I don't know the name, but he played it in a nightclub somewhere, and then now he was just in the booth or yeah, in the booth with uh, with Kanye, and they were cooking up some tasty treats. But uh, who who with the whole AB thing? uh, He's got to start finding a new career, and I think this is that next. Uh, career he's gonna go for because it's it's lives in infamy that rap stars want to be either football players ball players and vice versa i mean in basketball look you got damian lillard doing both dame dalla (laughs) and damian lillard on the court so who isn't having a season no and he's out for a while now yeah just you know what follow possession arrow for more on that yeah, well, okay, back to the parlay to, uh, to basketball. The other huge marketing thing that I saw was the Memphis Grizzlies. Did you see this? Hmm, no, I don't think so. Oh, I'm sure you did. Follow Possession Our Podcast, <laughs> Piero 24-7. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, what they're doing is every any kid between like the ages of 6 and 14 or something, if you came to the, I don't know what the, what the stadium is called, um, but if you came to the, to the arena with – a basketball jersey of anybody other than the Grizzlies, you could exchange it and you could exchange like one of those, like, you know, screen on pressed on jerseys, Mm -hmm. get a brand new Jaron Jackson or John Morant jersey and two tickets. Mm -hmm. I think it was two tickets to two games. It was something wild like that. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing that, but how smart because now you're getting these kids who like Memphis is the smallest market team in the NBA, which I didn't know until just recently. So you don't have a huge fan base. So you're like, how do I get a huge fan? We got John Morant. The guy's a beast. We need to get 10 years worth of fans. Well, the way we're going to do that is the community, the kids. So you Mm -hmm. get the kids. Kids are returning Steph Curry jerseys, LeBron jerseys, like very fundamental players and foundational players in the, in the NBA to get John Morant, which is, you know, he's one of the future players. He's, the, when LeBron and KD and Steph have to hand over the keys, I think the NBA is in a very, very good position. Mm-hmm. But now these kids are going to be coming in with Jaron Jackson jerseys and wearing them to two games. So not only are you selling tickets, selling tickets to games that weren't going to sell out, now it's going to be packed. And now they're wearing Grizzlies jerseys. Yeah. Like, hello. It's genius. It's yeah. genius. It, they should be doing the same thing with AB jerseys now. Well, the Pat, the Patriots did the same thing with Aaron Hernandez jerseys. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little stickier situation. Aye, aye, aye. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's neato. Um, <laughs> but like Antonio Brown, I think he's still worth and going forward worth tens of millions of dollars. It just depends yeah. if I think if he sat out a year. I mean, he's not young anymore. But if he sat out a year mm. and was just like played Mister Good Boy, he could easily latch onto an NFL team easily. Do you, I don't, do you think that he has now kind of wrecked all of his chances? Like kind of like nine lives for a cat is just nine lives are done. You're out of here. I mean, well, he's on 38 for sure. And he's 33 as a receiver in, in the, in the league, you're getting up there in age. Granted, he hasn't played a whole lot in these last, True. In the last three, two years, four years, three years whatever. Yeah. Yeah. but when he burnt his feet off and all that stuff, fun stuff with the Raiders, um, so yeah, I like I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a team that will want to give him a chance. I yeah. just don't know if it'll be the team that he wants to go to. For example, let's say just like Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna be like, you know what? We'll give you your money. Here's a one-year contract. Let's just just show us what you're worth or show the NFL what you're worth. And he might just be like, No, I'm a star receiver. Give me a huge contract. And then I'll show you what I'm about. And then no one's going to do it. And he's just going to. Or he'll do the thing that where he's T.O. when he's 44. I mean, like, I can still play. He probably can still play. He probably can still play. He's he in was, unreal he, shape. T.O. was shaking up uh, DBs at Jackson State like a couple weeks ago. So cool. he, went, he went to go hang out with Dion, And these DBs were like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he just torched them at the line. <laughs> like, the guy's 44. Like, so. I think you're sort of right where he probably has burnt all of his bridges, but teams get desperate at the deadline. Mm. And we know he's going to be training every single day because that's what these guys do. Like they, they're football players, they're athletes, right? Look at T.O. The guy hasn't played in 10 years and he's still torching 20 year olds. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I think he's going to stay in football shape. And a team will get desperate. And I don't think he's money hungry because he was only with incentives. He was only making, he was only going to make $6 million with the box. And that was after a Super Bowl season. So I think he just wants to play football. Yeah. I mean, but there was that uh, podcast with the Nelf boys where he was like, yeah. am I Tom Brady's boy? If I was his boy, why am I on a proof of deal? So I think there were True. parts of the, the, this deal that irked him. The fact that he's not making as much money as he would like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of getting to him. And he, I mean, he has had approved, like he got paid with the Raiders. If he was able to stay with the Raiders, he went to the, yeah, went to the Pats. That was a prove a deal. Then he went, then he came to the Bucks, prove a deal and prove a deal. Yeah. So I think that's, I think he's kind of wore out his welcome. People will, uh, people will obviously have him because he's got that quick twitch still and he can still mm-hmm. burn guys. But the fact is, I don't know how many Super Bowl serious contenders are going to want to take someone like that, especially into their locker room. You're right. I think in a situation with, I'm trying to think of a situation where it would work. I mean, like, if you were the Bucks currently, say he mm-hmm. didn't just, leave the box of Bruce Aarons didn't hate his, hate his guts. Mm-hmm. I think if you lost a receiver like AB and Chris Godwin was out, you would strongly consider bringing him in. Yeah. Is AB Hall of Fame bound? Uh, 
He's got he's got the numbers, and now he's got a Super Bowl. The stats, if you're just looking at pure numbers, yes. But I I think you've got to. But the fact that he's been such a distraction on the field Mm -hmm. will take away from it for the simple fact that T.O. was a distraction off the field. And yeah. and it took him a while to get into. The, no, he only missed one year. He only missed one year. Oh, he just missed. Okay, yeah. I thought he missed two. Yeah. Okay, so, but the fact, like, and you know, AB might make it, but I don't think he'll be on the first or even second. He'll probably be around like the the third, and on then his way out. They might once they kind of start forgetting about all the all the craziness that he went through and kind mm-hmm. of caused himself. Yeah, that's when I think they'll start enshrining him. All right. Um, does he? Trying to think of how to put this on his Hall of Fame bust. Steelers or Bucks? Oh, Steelers. Well, he gets to choose. The player gets to choose. Bucks. That's what I'm. But two weeks ago, after two weeks ago, does he still go Bucks? I think he still could because has wasn't he kind of apologetic about the whole? No, he just said what he did might have been like childish or whatever. But like he's like, I still, I was cut. Oh, he stands by. yeah, he's just like I could have gone about it a better way, but like I was cut, I was told to leave, so I left. So okay, but but you know, at least that explanation makes him seem a little bit more human. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some like something that we can all kind of put ourselves in his shoes, rather than you know when with the Raiders, like I said, when he burnt his feet off and he was doing all these crazy antics, where you're like, all right, you actually froze them off, but i guess it could be like a freezer burn situation so we're both right um okay let's let's throw this back to fantasy what Mm -hmm. was your biggest fantasy surprise this season my biggest fantasy surprise i would have there there's a few of them um definitely mccaffrey being hurt the whole he didn't just hurt himself he hurt you too it hurt right in here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so McCaffrey being hurt definitely, definitely was a big one for for myself personally. Um, Debo balling out. Oh. Uh, did not see. Well, I saw it coming, but not to the fact, oh, I, oh, like not no, to the to the stratosphere that he was yeah. in. Um, so that was a big surprise, and the fact that the Bengals won their. I mean, I guess that's not fantasy, so never mind. But. It was a surprise of the season was that right. the Bengals, the Bengals uh, won their division. And to kind of bring it back to fantasy, them having 2,000-yard receivers, Burrow mm-hmm. had 4,000 passing yards and then mixed in with another 1,000 rushing. So, yeah, surprised. That, that was impressive. Um, some, I definitely didn't see the Debo thing coming. Like, I knew he was capable, especially how he finished last season. Mm-hmm. However... Shannon's been talking about this for so many years. And before it was Debo, it was Jalen Hurd. He's like, oh, yeah, he's a total, like, you know, Swiss Army knife guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. And Jalen Hurd, I don't think he ever played a single NFL down. Because, nope. Well, due, due to injury. But I was always tired of getting hyped up, being like, oh, this guy's on my draft board. I have to take him, you know, round 10. Um, so I did draft Debo in a surprisingly amount or large amount of leagues only because I couldn't get Brandon Ayuk. I thought he was going to be the stud on the team. So guys were taking Ayuk, and I was like, well, I guess I'll take Debo. I mean, he could hit, and then he just flew off the board. It just, just flew it. But, like, I, I didn't see the Debo thing. I was definitely, like, Ayuk's the one, and Debo's the two. Mm-hmm. And it was totally inverse on that. 
One of the biggest surprises for me would probably be Dawson Knox. I mean, good one. Yep. If the NFL had a most improved player, it has to be Dawson Knox. I don't know mm-hmm. who else it would be. Um, he just it seemed like he was almost like last year's Robert Tunyon, where all he was doing was catching touchdowns. Yeah. I think Tunyon had like 10 last year or something. 11. Like, oh, okay. Or 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 11 yeah. on like 59 receptions. Didn't you have Tanyan? I did. Yeah. That's oh, why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This guy's the source. But yeah. So, I mean, like Dawson Knox was crazy and then he broke his hand or broke his fingers or something and came back early. And I think he caught a touchdown in that game. Like mm-hmm. Dawson Knox. And then he scored once or twice. In the wild card? Yeah. Twice. Wow. Yeah. He had that, that, Josh Allen weird floater that he, I oh, thought he was right. going to go into through the back and he just yeah. kind of jumped up did this cool Kobe kind of fade <laughs> and then uh and then there was that I think the very next touchdown was his surprisingly athletic and people have been talking about his athleticism since the draft I think he was a third round pick and it just finally finally clicked obviously Josh Allen last year figured out his his uh his throwing patterns and stuff so he was my biggest surprise. Now, what was your biggest letdown? Oh, again, I'm going to go to the McCaffrey thing. I don't know if you're allowed to double dip. <laughs> ah, okay. No double dipping then. Uh, another, okay. What was a nice big downer for me? Oh, you know what? I'll let, I'll, I'll ponder about it. You, what was yours? I, I have to Mine was, and this is just because I drafted him in like so many of my leagues and any of the leagues I couldn't get him. I was trying to trade for him right mm. before the season started. Tyler Higby, the guy just oh, yeah. broke my heart over and over and over again until I finally had to just like, I think I cut him in every league, including dynasty leagues. I was just over it mm-hmm. or I, I I got whatever I could for him. I really expected with Matt Stafford coming from Detroit to LA that Higby who put up like, remember that game last year where he had like a hundred yards oh. and like four touchdowns or something. I remember he something put up ridiculous. 50 points for me. Like it was ridiculous. He, I was expecting him to be TJ Hawkinson. Now mm-hmm. we know that TJ Hawkinson is an absolute beast. He does things that only Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews can really do. Darren Waller too. I guess he's pretty good. Um, but I was really expecting Higby to really pick up some of the slack, especially, you know, I thought Robert Woods would be the underneath guy. Cooper cup would be more of the, the distance guy. I really thought Higby was going to be a thing and was really let down when he wasn't. Then Robert Woods gets injured. I was like, okay, here we go. Fire it up. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Higby thing really, really bothered me because the guy would score a touchdown every other game, but it would also be like three targets and eight yards. Yeah. So yeah, especially with Cup absorbing all the targets this year. Uh, yeah. Nothing for Higby. No. Uh, so with mine, thought of a great one was uh, the guy sat on my bench and just sat there and sat there, Mister Will Fuller the fifth. I, just, I tr- in, in the league that we're in, I tried to get you wide receivers and you were not interested. No, I know. I'm I'm running back till I die right now. Uh, but yeah, Will Fuller, going into the season, I wasn't expecting huge things. I mean, it is a little bit of a downgrade going from Deshaun Watson you to watch Tua. <laughs> Roll for now, for now. Um, but yeah, with... With Fuller, he had that one game of suspension from the last season. Okay, no problem. Then he comes – it was an extra, like, three weeks he had off, came mm-hmm. back, had that one game. Then the next game broke his finger, 
And then he was out for the season. He just, it was always like, will he, will he, will he not? Like it was this weird limbo where you just never knew what Will Fuller was going to do or if he was even going to play on the field. And he robbed the Dolphins of money this season. Robbed them. Absolutely. He and Mike Thomas in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, with Will Fuller. I mean, I think he's super talented, but here's my conspiracy theory on him because all he really is is a burner. He yes. doesn't have like super good hands, but he's he's got good hands and he's a burner. Mm-hmm. He's been injured his entire career. I think he was even injured yep. in college. My conspiracy theory with Will Fuller is that, like you mentioned, he had to sit out a couple of games, right? Because of PEDs. I think he was taking the PEDs not to get faster or this or that, I think he was taking PEDs to get healthy, to stay healthy. So when he does get injured or to basically like make sure he doesn't get injured, you know, uh, make sure that his muscles are strong and this and that. I honestly think that that is why he was taking PEDs gets popped. So we had another season of Will Fuller Mm -hmm. being injured. That's, Mm -hmm. that's my theory is he was taking PEDs not to necessarily get better at football, but to be playing football and he got caught. Right. I, that's a really good. That's a really good conspiracy theory. I mean, I wouldn't even make it a conspiracy theory because it sounds so. It truthful. sounds like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And he was very uh, good. I think he finishes like wide receiver fifteen or something the year before, like when he was playing a ton. Like he was yeah. going off some games. But if you're not on the field, you're scoring zero points. That's right. And he, I, all the games he, well, the two games he played this season, mm-hmm. it was I think he put up like a five and then like a point two or something like mm-hmm. that and like not to just two has never met him before that exactly <laughs> like... and and they've never even played in practice like barely in practice mm-hmm. like it was it was a recipe for disaster and then closer to the end of the season even if he was healthy i think the dolphins were had enough of him he had enough of the dolphins he mm-hmm. was just living in florida getting no state income tax on those checks and yeah, living the life now being a free agent, he's gonna go somewhere else, rob them of some money too. I hope he can play, but who knows? I would offer you a second round pick for him, but I don't have a second round pick. So <laughs> you barely have any picks. I'm pretty I sure know I can point. offer you a couple fourths. <laughs> like... I'll take Devonto off your hands, but uh, not for just Will Fuller. <laughs> Devonta Smith. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're drunk. Yeah. I was like, who do I have that sucks? That's named Devonta. No, yeah, I know. I would, I know you would not. I've got Devonte Adams too. I got a lot of Devontes. Oh yeah, you really invested. Damn. <laughs> who else can I get? Devonte Parker. Somebody's got to have him. Josh Dibs. Has Dibs. Do it if you can do it. Legend. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a pretty. Pretty big disappointment too. Something that kind of surprised me, but a lot of people were talking about it is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is he top five next year? Yeah, I think so. You're throwing. I it think in. so. I'm wow. throwing it in there with with the receivers he has. I think that's a big Zach, plus. Zach Taylor's starting to figure it out. See how greasy um, he looked towards the end of the game. He oh had a big yeah, smile. He's like, oh yeah, we're winning. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, which is great. I mean, this offense had so much potential to it. So now that they're finally figuring mm-hmm. it out, they're really understanding the players. Um, Burrow is now not only having that connection with Chase, it's mm-hmm. now starting to show through with Boyd, who we saw 
glimpses of within the season. Yeah. Um, and, and with T Higgins, you got Uzoma, uh, who's Uzoma I mean, sneaky athletic. He's yeah. He, he, and he looks like a good blocking tight end too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, w- once they improve that offensive line, this is going to be a scary, scary team. And Joe Burrow will be top five, possibly even sneak himself into like a top three conversation. Slow down there, Tiger. Hey, <laughs> like, I think you're right. I think, I think he's borderline five. I mean, there's a lot of talent in this league because we've got mm-hmm. just off the top of our heads, we've got Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady when he wants to be Tom Brady still. You've got Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. So there's four names right there. We've got guys like Kyler Murray when he wants to be playing. Um, mm-hmm it's justin herbert justin herbert is a really good name lamar jackson if he's healthy i think he can be hovering around five rest depending on where he goes i I, deshaun if he comes back i don't know if deshaun's gonna come back yeah that's a big question he's got he's got still he has 22 charges well not charges but uh allegations against him still Mm -hmm. like 22 women haven't retracted their allegations that's that's not great yeah, yeah, that's not, not great. Good. So, I don't know if he's playing. Mm-hmm. But Goodell said that he could be playing. Like, Goodell straight up said, oh, no, we didn't suspend you. You can be playing. But he mm-hmm. didn't want to play in Houston. It's like, oh, yeah. 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 I have a feeling that Houston si- or signs that they hired da- or Brian Flores. I'm thinking that, too. They want to I try think- to keep him in Houston. And they're going to, whatever Deshaun wants, kind of like what Aaron Rodgers wanted with Gudikin. So, he's like, I want to have a say within mm-hmm. their franchise i think deshaun watson is going to be the say in i don't Houston. i i don't know if you're right there just because they're like okay but check your past bud. like how about like we just get you a coach that you like so you'll stay in houston and hopefully play i don't know if he's going to get a ton of like say right away but but they're saying that having flores in houston will not convince watson to stay but like i've, I've read that too but i just this is dumb. It's like, <laughs> oh, I get it, Watson. Like you're one one playing a definitely top ten, probably top five quarterback. Like you are mega talented, but you're also a shitty person. If these allegations mm-hmm. are are true, mm-hmm. so if we're even biting that, there's a fifty fifty chance that you are like scum of the earth. I I don't care where you want to play football. Yeah, yeah, like, fair. So, but I mean. There's a lot of football players in the league that have kind of like sketchy past, not 22 women like alleging something against them, but where he's like, hey, are... massage my wiener. Yeah. <laughs> but we had like the, the Kareem Hunt thing where he punched a chick like till the next galaxy. He's, he's in the NFL and no one really talks about it anymore. There was that whole. Uh, big Ben Roethlisberger allegation in the early 2000s. Man, uh, <laughs> there was, oh man. He's out of the league now, so. Just out of the <laughs> league, all right? Him and his noodle arm are done. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, probably right. I mean. There's a lot. So if, if, if all 22 come truthful, then I think it's a tough thing. If it's, let's say, half, 11 out of 22, it, which is still ridiculous. I uh, don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong; it's still pretty wild. I think, though, some teams will be like, ah, "I think the only way we can navigate." I think the only way he gets to play in the NFL or a team will trade for him is if he can settle outside of court. 
which you very well may be able to do because money talks. Yeah. Um, that being said, if, if this did, if this did occur, I mean, go to like, you know, do whatever's best for you, you mm-hmm. know, for the, for these, for these women. Um, but yikes. Um, but I think if he settles out of court, you never have to admit guilt, which is why a lot of rich people do that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that was never found to be true. So that'll be his leeway into honestly, he could go back to being one of the faces of the NFL if he settles out of court. He could very, very well could. Wild. Knowing what we know and not knowing what we don't know, obviously. What would you trade for Deshaun in for in Dynasty Drafts or Dynasty Leagues? I know it's see that's that's a tough one because we, like, who, who knows what team he goes to how he even who knows if he right plays now. who yeah. knows even if he plays like obviously if we find out that he's going to be playing next year you have to give the world up for him but yeah. knowing that we don't know if he's going to be a football player what do you offer the owner Whew. I would offer like a running back four that's not that's not happening but that i that's i mean or like running back three and a pick like i don't know i don't it would have to be like an rb3 and 103 yeah i don't do that though i wouldn't want to take that risk but that's the thing i wouldn't necessarily want to take that risk either depending on how my how my team looks Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to take that risk either however if you were the deshaun owner what do you sell him for I, you know what? I would just go to whoever has Calvin Ridley and try to build some kind of trade through that. Cause you could be like, hey, who knows about Calvin? Well, I mean, that was, that was imaginative. Um, <laughs> but would you do it for Calvin? Would you do it for Calvin straight up? No, no. Also, well, Calvin and what? I would do Calvin. And you know what? We'll do two troublemakers. Calvin Hunt. Antonio. <laughs> okay, but that's assuming let's do Calvin in a pick. Because we have to assume that the owner also has Kareem Hunt. Okay, fair. Okay. So then I do Calvin and then around but a round three. Calvin is gonna be a top. 15 for sure wide receiver for the next 10 years so Mm -hmm. that doesn't suck i mean that's not that bad if i was the deshaun owner i would want multiple firsts because he Mm -hmm. is capable he's going to put up 25 as a baseline every single week and can be putting up 40s yeah so he i think two years ago he was qb1 so like oh no the year before because Mahomes was definitely QB1. Yeah, um, for sure he won MVP. But, but like, he was definitely, like, winning people mm-hmm. leagues. So I would want multiple firsts. Minimum two, probably three. Because I've inquired about Deshaun knowing what we don't know. And this was before mm-hmm. this season started. And I went to the owner and asked what he wanted. And I think his, I think he wanted three firsts. And okay. there was just too much ambiguousness about it like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't part with it but i could definitely see why he asked for what he asked because the very next day deshaun watson news could pop up and he's playing yeah expected to start and you're like oh my gosh like yes you know like because you are guaranteed 25 points i struggled with quarterback <laughs> the entire season 
Um, yeah. I had, I was starting James. I thought Jameis was going to be my lotto ticket. It just didn't happen because I drafted <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields. I drafted Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, had them on my bench, obviously. But I was going to start Jameis Winston and it just didn't hit. Then I was going to be starting Taylor Win- Heineke. Didn't hit. I, I rolled through quarterbacks. Then I'd be starting Justin Fields, but only on the weeks where he'd put up six fantasy points. Like, you know, like I just mm-hmm. couldn't get anything together. So finally I, I gave up two seconds and got Matt Stafford, which I would still do again in a heartbeat. Great deal. But I just, if you can, I was always worrying, even with Stafford, because when I got Stafford, he kind of fell off a cliff. So that was fun. But <laughs> that's when all the picks started happening. <laughs> yeah. So I, I still knew I was going to get 15 fantasy points out of, out of mm-hmm. Stafford, which isn't a lot, especially when you're dealing with guys like you who have a rod, but with my other quarterbacks, I was hoping for 15 fantasy points. So it was mm-hmm. definitely, definitely a turn in my favor. However, if you get to Sean and you know that you're going to be getting 25 every week, it's yeah. like, it's... and if he's playing and you trade away three first, because you have Deshaun, you're probably podium. You're probably podium in the next three years. So you're trading away 110, 111, and 112. Not like, bad. It's, it's, a, it's a good trading, deal if he plays. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, then you're trading away Rashad Bateman, Michael Carter, and you know, Trey Sermon, which I mean. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but nobody saw that coming. And that was that would have been a good pick at 112 yes very so, true um so assuming so you're still training with michael carter and rashad bateman for yeah, and for, for nothing right because deshaun jackson or deshaun watson's in jail um so <laughs> right like that but that's that's the gist of it right so it's, yeah you, you gave away two really good players two really good young players who you can own for the next 10 to 15 years and be proud of for mm-hmm. a guy that's not in the league yeah it's a, or it's you a trade 50, those three 50. guys who will be really good and you get like QB three and you never have to worry for the next 15 years. It's like, and you're, you're set. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, but the three firsts, if, if Deshaun plays, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good deal. It is a good deal. I think so too. How high are you drafting Cooper cup this year? Ooh, Coop, Mr. Cooper cup. Well, triple crown winner, Cooper cup. Yeah. I, We'll American Pharaoh him. Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm gonna draft him. Well, I mean, if we did not have a dynasty league, I would draft him as high as probably six. Okay, who are the five in front of him? I think that's I think that's a good spot for him. I just I'm wondering who you're who you're yeah, five. No, yeah. Uh definitely Jonathan Taylor is gonna be okay. in front. Heard he's Kamara's gonna be in front. Yeah. Um Devonta Adams is in front. Okay, so Cooper's your two. He's your wide receiver too. Yeah, he's okay. my wideout too. I that is granted if Rogers stays in Green Bay, mm-hmm. and and Adams stays in Green Bay too. If they have that dynamic duo to with the or like you know the Batman and Robin kind of connection, then... I think I think they're sticking around. And even if they don't stick around, they can both move together. So I I really think... yeah, and they're homeboys. So like yeah. they should they should kind of travel together. But who knows? Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has been saying, "Oh, I might retire. Who knows? Like, yeah, right. I want to retire on top of my game. Doubt it. But guys, guy that likes to do Not crazy Barry stuff. Sanders, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dalvin Cook. Okay, so that's four names that's, ahead of him. And then the last name I would put, 
is probably oh, and then I McCaffrey. Okay, so you got him at yeah. six. I think that's probably where I might have him too. Um, trying to think of names, I'll, I'll just throw some names at you just to uh, see if we can spark him in front. Uh, Najee Harris, back. Aaron Jones, back. Uh, Austin Eckler. Oh, that's a close one. Uh, I feel like that one would depend on how, like, where you sit in the draft and how mm-hmm. it's kind of going. If you see running backs going healthily, go for Austin Eckler. If, but here's the thing you're at pick six, so you don't true. know if the running backs are going or not. But, you know, at pick six, if you have one, two, three, four, five goes running backs, I think you go running back. If there is okay. a sprinkle of, like, a, a, you know, there's always that one dude that's like Patrick Mahomes third overall (laughs) then you know then i i would feel very comfortable going with cup at six okay well if cups at six wouldn't you go Devontae adams oh Hmm. yeah but you you know again it's it goes back to my will aaron Rodgers be there all right um i think that's a good spot for him too off the top of my head i'm wondering if i'd have nick chubb in front of him um He's Again, I think that's good. like a, he's, he's very he's good. good. I mean, he's on my team for a reason, but yeah, he's pretty good. It's a, again the same kind of Austin Eckler situation, and at least Eckler catches the ball, so you got that PPR. I do not know why they don't throw the ball to Nick Chubb. The I guy, don't know either. He, he's not exactly he, he's not going to catch a thousand yards, but like you can let him catch a hundred. You know, like he he's got. I mean, I. The start, he had kind of bricks for hands, but he's definitely improving. There were a few games where Kareem Hunt was out, and he had like three catches for thirty-five yards. What What bothers me is it's just like, no, we don't let Nick Chubb catch the ball, but Dearness Johnson, sure, it's like, yeah. bro, who Dr. Who? <laughs> yeah, I know it. Eh? Stefanski's like Dearness Johnson. He's a three-down back. Like, sure, yeah, and I'm a huh. I'm a I'm a NFL punter. Of course, me too. Me too. Twentieth <laughs> string, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dynasty: Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Chase. Oh, okay. Why? Well, like, in, just because Burrow? he's a year younger? No, because Burrow. Fair enough. Okay, no, that's good enough. Uh, yeah. Sealed. Done. Najee Harris, Nick Chubb. Oh, that's a that's like a stalemate. Um. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb for the Ooh. fact that he has a better offensive line than Najee. I'm going Najee. Najee's a couple years younger, and Najee had a terrible O-line and mm-hmm. still produced like he did. I was going to say like a bad person. Like, like a bad, a bad man. man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Najee. I think you can put Najee in between or in front of absolute trash, which they kind of did, and he still mm-hmm. succeeded. He looked so good, man. He did. Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? Who's your 101? Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, because he's younger? Younger. The offensive line, again, is... Tennessee's got to get a line. They do. They, yeah, they do. But Jonathan Taylor, I mean, this is what, his second year in the league? Yes. Yeah. And he put up 1,700 yards? And actually... So, Okay, well, Just so kidding. take that game away. He would still do like what? Six, he would have done sixteen something, maybe mm-hmm. still seventeen. Um, Derrick Henry. I mean, 
depending on who you're more high on, it can go either or. I yeah. mean, you got Mr. 2K or a future possible 2,000-yard rusher. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Taylor on that one. I think I go Derrick Henry. And surprisingly, I think Jonathan Taylor would be a lot of people's answers because, number one, he's younger. So mm-hmm. that, that right there is, is worth so much in Dynasty Leagues. But I think I go Derrick Henry because I really think that we should start planning to win in the next three years, a Dynasty League in three years. We've been pretty, we've been actually very, very fortunate with our league because it's stayed together for like, what are we, probably 10 plus years now. So we've we've been very fortunate, but a lot of leagues don't stick together for more than a couple of years, you know, like just Mm -hmm. life. Um, People have babies, people get married, people move away, people have stuff going on where they're not friends with these guys anymore or maybe it's an office league or like you know i think derrick henry gives the most um, upside to of any player for 2022 i think he's not the obvious answer but i think he's he is the answer because for the next three seasons you know you're getting a guy who's going to rush the ball 28 times a game before he left in what was it like week eight i think you almost played eight full weeks he was averaging 27 and a half rushes per game and oh. almost, almost three catches. Like he was averaging 30 touches a game and like 140 yards. It's he also so had more silly. than, more than a touchdown a game. So if he's averaging two catches, that's a point right there. Half, half PPR, 130 mm-hmm. yards on the ground. So now he's at 14 points over a touchdown. So let's just call it one touchdown. He's mm-hmm. at 20 points before you count any of his receiving yards, which he was getting so much more this year compared to any other year. The guy was getting screen passes and you're like, that's not allowed. Sorry. It should not be allowed. Like, <laughs> like there'd be some games I remember I was watching because I, I don't have any Derrick Henry shares. I'm really upset about it. Mm-hmm. But there would be games where I'd be playing against Derrick Henry. So I'm watching the game, trying not to freak out. The O-line and the D-line, the D-line might be winning this battle. So somehow, some way, they're stopping Derrick Henry. But then they throw him a screen pass. So like the big 250 pound linebackers are stopping, you know, this 250 running pound running back, but the 190 pound cornerbacks, they're not stopping him. So when they throw him a screen out in the flat, it's like, so yeah. So that's why I think we go Derek. I I go Derek Henry Mm. um, because like I'm trying to stress play to win in the next two to three years. Yeah. In, in two years consider if you can get huge value on Jonathan Taylor, who would be a year four or year five back by then, do it. You mm-hmm. know, go get 101 and draft Najee, you know, who put up similar production. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor was an absolute animal, but like Najee, when you look at it, he wasn't too far back from where Jonathan Taylor was because he had all those receptions. So if you can be getting Najee plus, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty good. Something to consider for sure. Pass catching backs, Eckler or Kamara? Eckler. See, and you just said that you would draft Kamara over him. I know. But Kamara, like, who's who's he gonna have the ball? Like, who's gonna be their QB? Simeon? Nah. Uh, what's his pickle? The BYU guy. Um Jesus. I can't believe no, I forgot his Jesus. Name. No. I mean he BYU he, is for Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Jesus was <laughs> BYU, uh Steve Young. No, what I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. Zach Wilson. Okay. Obviously, you're not taking me serious right now. What team um, did he play for? I'm actually drawing a blank. The Saints. The oh, Taysom Hill. Thank you. Forgot that he went to BYU. Don't get mad at me because you can remember Taysom Hill's name. Hey, don't get mad at me that you forgot he went to BYU. 
you're mad at me because I couldn't list you all the BYU quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're usually upset. you're able to do that. So yeah, I thought you were thinking of a free agent. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it I was, was like, Taysom oh. Hill. Okay, well. Guy, like he is not a quarterback. He's a he's a Jack not Jack. He's a knife, Swiss uh, Army knife. Swiss Army knife kind of guy. I don't know uh, if we're supposed to be quoting John Gruden anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no more of that. Um, yeah. Kamara. Love the guy. I, I had him in one of the leagues. He, he did pretty well for me, but Eckler, I mean, with Herbert there, that's, that's a recipe for yeah. success. I agree with you. I really prefer the quarterback situation. I think the saints have a really good defense which it depends which way you want to go about this. Like, do you want the rushing yards or do you want the receiving yards? To me, I prefer receiving yards because in a lot of leagues, you're going to get, you know, that extra 0.5 or full point for a PPR. Mm -hmm. Um, The Saints have a much better defense, which means that there are a lot more rushing opportunities if you have Camara. The Chargers have a really weak defense, which means that there's a lot more opportunities through the air for Eckler. So, Obviously, when the quarterback's throwing the ball, it's not guaranteed to go to the running back. That's the concern. Mm-hmm. If the quarterback's handing the ball off, it's going to the running back. So, like, mm-hmm. it's it's 50-50. For me, I think I lean Eckler. They both just signed big deals. Uh, actually, Eckler's deal is pretty modest. But, like, they both signed deals, so they're guaranteed their employment with their current employer. Uh, yeah, I think you might have nailed it. I, I'd rather be tied to Herbert than, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, quarterback X. So, Quarterbacks, let's talk Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray. Oh, I would so choose Jalen Hurts, but after seeing a wild card game. Where he looked like Tim Tebow? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just terrible. Yeah. And what would, okay, just to take a little side note here, what was with all those screen passes in the first quarter? To Jalen Rager? Like, what are you guys doing? It was they either they just didn't trust Hertz to they don't trust Hertz, but they want him to be the franchise. It's like, hey, well, then let me do things. That's right. And with uh, Jameel Dean, he was playing like 10 yards off of Devonta Smith and you're still not throwing him the ball. So he didn't throw Smith the ball until the second half. It was I hated it. Just watching that whole game just pissed me off. But norm. So normally I would choose Jalen Hurts. However, after watching that last game, I'm going to go Kyler. I think I go Kyler. It's not really even a decision. I've got Kyler in a bunch of leagues, and I'm stoked on it. Oddly, I have Jalen Hurts on almost all of those same teams, which is kind of weird. <laughs> so it's strange. It, it's, yeah, I think like in the three leagues I've got Kyler. I think I've got Jalen as well. But I grabbed Jalen before he was even the starter, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. <laughs> and then it just panned out. I honestly think the Eagles would have been in a better spot and they would never have done this. And it, this is totally hindsight. If they were starting Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I really do because the Eagles need to be throwing the ball. Yes. They won. They were winning games down the stretch and they led the league in rushing. Totally. But who was a top five rushing defense? The Bucks. Mm-hmm. So who had a bottom five uh, secondary? The mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Put all mu- mustache Minshew back there. Mm-hmm. Let the guy sling. It just sucks that, like, aside from Goddard and Devonta Smith, who isn't polished yet, he's going to be very, very good. But right now, yes. it's, right now he's limited in what we can expect. Like, who are you going to throw to Greg Ward Jr.? Like, you know, yeah. like Quez Watkins. I actually like Quez Watkins, but like I do too. He, but he's not a wide receiver too. Is that's it? One hundred percent agree. If 
yeah, I I go Kyler, and I, I don't even think twice about it. I think Minshew would have done them a bigger service, but that ship has sailed. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, still more quarterbacks. Let's rank the top five rookie running backs in order. Dynasty, go. Well, top five rookie quarterbacks. Yep. <sighs> okay. So, number one. Mm-hmm. We got. Hmm. <laughs> he heard he's good. Yeah, he's he's caught an up and comer. So yeah. <laughs> heck of a season. You know what? Actually, I'm going to do this reverse style. I'm going to start at five. Okay. Five. I'm going to I'm going to do uh, Zach Wilson. Okay, I think that's unanimous. At four, we're going to put in. Justin Fields. Okay. At three, we're going to be doing Trey Lance. Yep. Two, we'll do Trevor Lawrence. And numero uno is going to be Mac. Big Mac Jones, baby. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) I'm going about this completely different. I too will do inverted order, but I'm going about it completely different because if you drafted any of these guys, especially in Dynasty, obviously, or even in, in redraft, you didn't draft them to be your starter. Like no. In in one redraft league, I took Trevor Lawrence and he was like QB 22. So like I, I didn't draft him to be my starter. I so for that reason, I'm going complete like ceiling plays because you already have somebody, even if it's Kirk Cousins who put up a, a quietly good year, he would have been your starter all season. And he can be your starter again all next season. Or Ryan Tannehill. Like there's no shame in that because you're going to get your 16 to 24 points and be be okay with that. I would rather wait an extra year and get a guy who's going to be putting up 25s. So the way I'm going about this is my number five is Mac Jones. Oh, yes. He definitely had the best rookie season out of these five guys, but I think we know exactly who he's going to be in five years. Okay. He's going to be, he's going to be current Mac Jones. Just a game manager. Um, okay. Um, Sorry, Siri started asking me questions. Siri's like, oh, who is Mac Jones? Siri, <laughs> um, so that's why I've got Mac Jones where I've got him. At four, I'm going Zach Wilson, who I really do like. I think once he figures it out, I think he's got all the different arm angles to throw the ball from. I really like him scrambling out of the pocket, but he plays for the Jets. I think that's mm. a huge knock on anybody who plays for the Jets. Name one solid Jets offensive player. Elijah Moore. He missed half Corey the season. Davis. He missed half the season. Yeah. Uh, Michael Carter, Carter. Injured yes. half the season. Like, yeah. It, it's you're the Jets, unfortunately. And luckily for the Giants, they don't get booed or like, you know, kind of like crapped on as much because they're terrible. The Giants are terrible too, but they're just better than the Jets. So like people will hate on the Jets as opposed to the Giants. They're very lucky to be where they are because if they were somewhere like Chicago, who are currently getting trashed, that would kind of be their play. At three, Three, I think I've got Justin Fields, but he could be as high as one because with his legs, the guy is capable of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think I question his decision-making right now. And even when he was last year playing for Ohio State, his decision-making was questionable playing against college kids. At two, uh, at two, I think I've got 
starts with a T. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence at two. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lance. Um, <laughs> I've got Trevor Lawrence. Um, one of the best arms I've ever seen, even as a rookie. Capable of doing things with his feet, but prefers the pocket, which I don't blame him. If you've got a cannon like that and you're active, yeah. you can do all these things. Why not try and sit behind these five or six big dudes who are there to getting paid to protect you? Um, but this is fantasy, not real life. So number one, I've got Trey Lance because the guy looks to take off. And in games where he wasn't looking to take off, like in week 17, I think it was. Yeah, week 17. He threw for 249 yards, two touchdowns, was fairly accurate. I really liked what I saw. And he still was rushing the ball. Him and Eli Mitchell were doing their thing. So I, I've got Trey Lance one. I wish that he didn't play in week 17 because as a Justin Fields owner, I feel like I probably could have juiced up a Justin Fields trade and gotten Trey Lance. I've been super excited about it, but mm-hmm. it just it didn't play out because – Lance played, had a great game, and Justin Fields didn't play. He had COVID. He had a sore ankle. He had all these different things. So, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And like we've already mentioned, I don't have any draft capital. So, uh, yeah, that's right. That, that's that's not going to happen. Um, let's get you out of here on one thing, Pat. Let's do – give me your top five rookie dynasty wide receivers for 2022. Ooh. I guess rookie going into 2022. I don't want you to give me your Debbie picks. I don't want your college picks just yet. Mm-hmm. We'll, pro- we'll probably get to that later in the draft process, but like give me your 2021 rookies going into 2022. Well, okay. This one I'll start at number one. No, go uh, five. Ah, uh, five. Leave us okay. hanging. Leave us hanging. Okay. Number five. You might not believe this, but we don't care as much about your fifth as we do your one. So what? Well, I mean, how, how, the, the listeners want to know everything. So let's start with five. <laughs> All right. So number five, I'm going to put, uh, see, this is, there's so many good receivers this year. I think it was oh, a really it was good impressive. receiving yeah. class. So number five, I'm going to put um, Rashad Bateman. Okay. I love that. Number pick. five. Yeah. Just because, you know, with Lamar, I mean, Lamar looks like he's going to be coming back and taking his Mm -hmm. old form. Uh, Rashad Bateman has that one year of already getting comfortable. And he had a few few games where he really showed out. Uh, So I think that's going to be just even kind of capitalizing on that more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, we're going to put down Mr. Jalen Waddell. Four. Ooh. I mean, he did have a whole lot of targets. He, he didn't. He Somebody had to record. play for Will Fuller. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> took it. Took that spot nicely and ran with it. Yeah, 104 receptions. Like he did really, really well. The one thing that kind of worries me is the whole Tua thing. Um, was seemed to work this year. But was Brian Flores getting the most out of him? I know Brian Flores didn't really like him. So I mean, it's kind of a that that whole. That whole organization, I think, needs to really start to figure out who's going to be their head coach and just kind of keep them there going forward. So they, can I still have can't believe he got fired. I can't believe I'm he got fired. Still he won so eight surprised. of nine games. Yeah, heading into the offseason. how do you fire that? I sometimes I don't even think management knows what they're doing over there. Um. So going on to number three, right? I'm going to do our, our Philly boy, Devonta Smith. Okay. Uh, 
guy looks like he has still some polishing to do, but he looks really, really good. Set the set the Eagles rookie receiving record. Yeah. Um, beat Deshaun's old record. So I think it's just up from here for him. Now number two, I'm gonna put down the the man at the Jets. I'm gonna put down Elijah, Elijah Moore. Okay. Uh just because this last little bit of the season, he's been electric the last mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. he once it was pretty much once Corey davis was out he stepped up and looked fantastic um and with zach wilson if he can kind of get a little bit more comfortable behind the pocket or he um even if he does his little run outs if he gets a little bit more accurate then i think that could be a um kind of like a recipe for disaster for other teams yeah that's okay. gonna look really good for the jets and of course number one mm-hmm. Probably Number one, like, you've got Kadarius Tony. Nice. He looked really good with the Giants, you know. <laughs> All those screen passes. Yeah, uh, it looked fantastic. Tony number one. <laughs> okay, so obviously you've got Jamar Chase one. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what more that guy could have done. He he was a Justin Jefferson clone. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson had a very slow start to his season last year, and Jamar Chase had a very quick start, and then he kind of found his, kind of had his lull kind of where Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson started his season. But once when they're on, those guys are honestly two of the top five receivers in the league when, when they're playing the way they can be playing, which is insane. My five, I've got Kadarius Tony. He's my five. Unlike your one, he's my five. Um, when he gets targets, the guy is, I'm going to use an old Darren Sproles, uh, basically a pseudonym, but like he's a little, little jitterbug, a little lightning bug. He, <laughs> remember those old commercials with Charlie Sheen? He'd be like, Darren Sproles, he's a lightning bug. I'm like, yeah. If only we knew what you're going to do in a year or two, Charlie. Like, got to drink tiger blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, he's my five. I think when he gets targets, he's an absolute animal. You can put him in space. You can put him against defenders. There's a reason he went in the first round. It took a long time. It took two, three quarterbacks. I think he's he's going to be really, really good, especially because they gave Kenny Galladay $18 million to not Oof. catch a touchdown this year. Evan Ingram didn't catch a touchdown this year. Sterling Shepard looked really good when he was playing, but he wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And then Darius Slayton, I was really excited about Darius Slayton going into the season, and he just he was an absolute ghost. Him. He left he left us all in red, so didn't yeah. love that. My four is Devonta Smith. Ooh. I think he's the best route runner in the entire league. I think he's and like the entire top, league, top five in the league. His feet as a rookie, Devonta, like out of the rookies. Okay, nope, I thought you meant nope, like out of nope, everyone in the league. Oh wow. Give me him. Give me Justin Jefferson. Give me Keenan Allen. Give me Devonte Adams. And I'm trying to think of another guy who just. Oh, Terry McLaurin has incredible feet too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Devonte Adams is an incredible route runner. However, the guy's 170 pounds, and five of those pounds is that big old Megatron arm brace he's wearing, which weighs more than you know his, his gear soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. So like. I think he's incredible, but I don't love Jalen Hurts throwing on the rock. I think he's going to look much better with a quarterback who can throw the ball. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Hopefully Jalen Hurts can figure that out because Devonta Smith is mega talented. But for Dynasty, you also have to think of like not just the player, but like where they go. There's a reason we do Dynasty drafts or like rookie drafts after the NFL draft mm-hmm. in most leagues, right? Because you want to see where they go. Otherwise, you know, there's no reason why Javante Williams wouldn't have been, you know, pick one or pick two. He was uh, three, four, five in a lot of leagues because he went to the Broncos who already had Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. At three, I'm going Elijah Moore. 
Mm-hmm. I think he looked awesome when healthy. He's incredible. Very excited about him. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, who both went to Ole Miss, were saying like, this guy's a lot better than us and just wait till you get to see him. So yeah. I think he's going to be awesome. He's got a rookie quarterback. So he, if they get the chemistry, I honestly think the Jets are in a mm-hmm. very good position. It just sucks that like, they're still the Jets. Mm-hmm. At two, I've got Jalen Waddle. I don't oh, know wow. what more this guy could have done. He also has great route running ability. We know that he likes to play through tough games. The guy had a broken ankle and played in the national national championship with Alabama. Yeah, crazy. And was like doing like leg drags and stuff. Like the guy shows out when he got drafted. He's walking out, strutting out so hard. Um, I really like who Jalen Waddle is. And although you're worried about Tua, I'm thinking if he's got Tua and still caught the ball 104 times as a rookie, next year should just be crazy. And one is Jamar Chase because the guy's a freak of nature. <laughs> yeah. Just this week, he had 12 targets, nine catches, and 116 yards. And then three rushes for 23 yards on the ground. He is the first, He's the third rookie, the third rookie since 1950 to have 100 yards on, through the air and 20 yards on the ground. That's uh, insane. Whatever that stat was. I mean, basically the stat was like, basically a running back stat who might've cut the ball a couple times and took it to the house. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't happen for chase that game was he didn't score a touchdown. Surprising. Tyler Boyd, CJ Uzoma. Those were the guys that were catching touchdowns. Surprisingly, none of the studs did because Joe Mixon had 17 carries for less than 50 yards. Yeah. A lot of people aren't talking about that. A lot of people aren't talking about how T Higgins only had four targets and caught his first and only ball for 10 yards in the second half. Mm-hmm. So Joe Burrow looked really good. But if it wasn't for Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow wouldn't have looked very good. Which Yeah. He had a 35% target share. So that connection that, that you right? As a rookie. So that connect <laughs> that connection, that LSU connection that you were talking about earlier is definitely apparent and it's obvious and it's working. Yeah. But I'm assuming that Mike Vrabel, who's a linebacker, is going to be f- focusing more attention on Jamar Chase this week, which will open things up for T. Higgins. Not that he was doubled this week, but I think Mike Rabel is definitely going to be putting like the safety over Jamar Chase because mm-hmm. he saw what he was doing. He was breaking ankles at the line. And when you caught up, he gave you another move and broke you again. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's going to open up more opportunities for Joe Mixon or for Joe Burrow in, you know, the passing game. So at least the play action for sure. So yeah. that's why I've got Chase one and Waddle two. Anyway. Um, no Nico Collins. Come on. I like Nico Collins. <laughs> I did. Too. I was really upset. When uh, Schlenker drafted Nico Collins, oh man, I he was, was coming I around was the corner too. to me, and I was getting Nico Collins. He was, he, I, I could, I could smell it. And then he even texted me. He's like, "Who do I go with?" I was like, "You go, Nico." <laughs> and he's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Man, he could become the next, the next thing in Houston." He's like, "Okay, go in Nico." I don't like that. Other guys that we <laughs> omitted who are still super talented: uh, Rondell Moore. You had Bateman yes. on your list. Um, I had Tony on mine. We could talk about, uh, I don't know, Terrence Ross Marshall Brown. Jr. Terrence Marshall did nothing. He but he, will, but he can become a little something-something in Carolina if they get their quarterback situation again fixed. I, that, that's a big if for me. Yeah. That's a big if. They've got Robbie Anderson, who didn't really do too much. DJ Moore. Um, I really like Shy Smith, too. He went there in the fourth round. Oh, I yeah. Um, but guys that we left at Almond Ross and Brown, the guy has two pieces of punctuation oh, in his yeah. name. So you know he's good. Um, sneak I totally attack. forgot he's a rookie. Do you have St. Brown in any of our leagues? No. Good. 
guys in our league, delete this pod, or turn off this podcast now. <laughs> I think we can be selling Amon Ross St. Brown for way more than it's worth. I really, really do. TJ Hawkinson was out all basically all season, you know, the back half of the season. So that's going to open up a bajillion targets for you. Mm-hmm. He was playing with absolute garbage receivers. Who's going to catch the ball if it's not him? Khalif Raymond? Like, okay. Yeah, thanks. Trinity Benson. That, oh, no, I think they moved him to Detroit. Anyway, or maybe they – Trinity Benson? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what team he plays on, is he going to catch the ball? Um, DeAndre Swift was out a ton. Jamal Williams was out a ton. I think there was, like, fake opportunity. And they were mm-hmm. always down. So, like – Jared Goff's going to throw the ball. Yeah. I think we can be – Quintus Cephas was out. Like, it was just Amon Ross St. Brown. So, Amon Ross St. Brown owners, I think you should be moving him in Dynasty and just – you can be getting a lot for him right now. I was looking at things. I was looking into this. People were moving, like, Amon Ross St. Brown in a first for Saquon in a second. You got to be doing stuff like that. And that wasn't the only deal. It's just like – but that was the realm that people wow. have ARSB right now. Wow, I didn't. ARSB, yeah. I I was going to say, you did that really quickly. Yeah, (laughs) ours. It's got the meats. Wow, for Saquon. Yeah. Well, I would love, hey, if I had shares of Amon Ra, I'd be doing trades like that. That'd be big time. Tasty. But a lot of guys were like, oh, no, he's the truth. He's better than Jalen Waddle. It's like, okay, buddy. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Um, where can we find you? Thanks. Hey, you know what? Thank you for having me. You can find me on Instagram at Possession Arrow. The, uh, Twitter again, P Arrow 247. If you want to follow me personally. That's, that's uh, what we really want. We want you. <laughs> that is uh, at the show styler. Because I make some rickety, rickety, rickety. Nah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Those were beats. Those were Those, dope beats. Yeah, if you didn't know, that was, that was a beat. <laughs> Um, thank you so much man we really appreciate it please like comment subscribe to this youtube guys uh channel is fantasy waiver wire follow us wherever you get your podcasts follow us on instagram at fantasy waiver wire um we got the twitter running it's nfl waiver wire because somebody beat me to the word fantasy if it was you piero i'm gonna be pretty choked (laughs) Um, but thank you so much guys um we'll talk to you next week should we have a peace out should we do the joe santa How do I? Oh, stop video. Oh! Blah!